listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Vanessa Diaz, and this is episode 391.5, airing on Friday, December 9th. And today I'm going to tell you about some of my favorite season's readings. Before we get into that, let's hear from our sponsor. So I am definitely a person who likes to do seasonal reading. I don't like exclusively read holiday themed books in December, but I do read plenty of them. I'm a person who reads, and you know this if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time. I love reading, you know, witchy, vampire-y, ghosty things in October, and I will read, you know, a few extra pieces of romance during Valentine's Day. Like, it's just a fun little treat. Do I have to do it? No, but I especially... I don't know, the end of a very tough three years. This year in particular, I feel like I'm really leaning into just searching for comfort in the books that I read. And for me, that means stuff like romance and like cozy mystery and just anything with that like holiday theme. And I'm going to talk about two of my favorites, one that is a recent release, uh, still a backlist title because it came out last year, and one that I haven't actually read in some time. Let's, let's, let's get into it before I go off on a tangent that you don't need to hear. <laughs> um, the first of which is Amor Actually, a holiday romance anthology by, deep breath, Zoe Castile, Alexis Daria, Adriana Herrera, Diana Muñoz Stewart, Priscila Oliveras, Sabrina Sol, and Mia Sosa. What a powerhouse stack of romance authors. And they're all Latina, which brings me to like why I'm so obsessed with this book, which came out Late last year, it's actually, I think, maybe the last book that I might have read in 2021. I love, again, something that is set during, like, the holiday or, like, the time of year that I'm about to, you know, celebrate. So I love reading, you know, holiday stuff in December. But the fact that this has a whole, like, Latina cast written by a bunch of Latinas, it's got love stories, it's got spicy, it takes place on Noche Buena. Like, this is all just ringing all of my bells. And for those who don't know, Noche Buena is... Christmas Eve in Spanish. And for a lot of Latin American countries, possibly all of us, I'm not sure, but like in definitely Mexico, like Noche Buena, Christmas Eve is our Christmas. It's the day we celebrate. Like the 25th is like an afterthought. <laughs> it's like when you wake up and like eat leftovers. But we get the party started on the 24th. You stay up in many cases like all night, maybe go to mass, whatever, and then open gifts at midnight. And there's like tons of food. And so seeing this anthology set during Noche Buena, I was like, oh, a little warm, warm hug for the heart. It is about nine couples. It's again takes place on Otawana in New York City, and it's got some spicy stuff. It's got obviously happily ever afters for everybody. There's like second chance romance and misconnections, and it's just so much fun. Like I talk so much about how great, like what a gift it has been in the last several years to finally see the types of books that I love with like me reflected on the page, like my culture, my like, oh, it's just so, so great. Like, and even though we're making tons of strides and actually seeing some more you know, diverse representation in literature, it can get even more difficult to find that in like this niche, like, you know, like not only romance, but like now like a holiday themed romance. There's so much more stuff out there. There's, I've got a couple books in front of me that I intend to read this season that are about like Diwali or is it Diwali? 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 I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, I want to read the matzo ball. Like you were finally seeing other traditions, like other cultures and romance. And this was just such a perfect like, hey, look, we wrapped it in a bow. Here is a romance with lens of Spanish and like celebrations of Noche Buena. So whether or not you are Latina or identify as such, like this is still just such a fun collection and I hope that you'll give it a read. That is Amor Actually, a holiday romance anthology by Zoe Castile, Alexis Daria, Adriana Herrera, Diana Muñoz Stewart, Priscila Oliveras, Sabrina Sol, and Mia Sosa. My second pick is an oldie, but goodie, and that is Hercule Poirot and the Adventure of the Christmas Pudding by Agatha Christie. I did my best accent on that one, but Poirot has always been one that doesn't exactly roll off the tongue for me. So first things first, Agatha Christie is one of my favorite authors. I've 
read every book except maybe like two that she's ever written and continues to be someone that I turn to when I want to just go back and revisit the classics. But I, you know, let's call it what it is. She is by far not like a perfect author. Like a lot of stuff that was written a long time ago, there are problematic elements to some of her books. And that, I mean, it's well documented. She had a history of like Orientalism and like her books and like the original name too. And then there were none was something that I cannot say on this podcast. So like she by no means like always got it right. And if that means that you do not want to engage with her work, that is totally like respectable and you're right. And I encourage you, you know, not to do so. I haven't read this one in quite some time. So I cannot say whether like every part of it holds up, but I do remember enjoying the parts that, you know, I remember. I remember enjoying the parts that I remember. Do you like that? Let me tell you about the book. <laughs> so the minute I saw this one in like a secondhand shop in the UK, it was, you know, I saw that it had like the Christmas pudding in there. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to need that. <laughs> it was one of the ones I hadn't read at the time. And if I remember correctly, this is one of the only, if not the only one of the Christie collections of stories that has both Hercule Poirot and Miss Marple in the same collection. I also want to say that the collection steers more heavily towards stories that feature Poirot, but I could be wrong. Again, it's been like quite some time, I think maybe like six, seven years, which is not even, you know, all that long, but long enough. I mean, I barely remember stuff I read last week, but I digress. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about some of the stories I remember. One of them, the titular story, of course, is The Adventure of the Christmas Pudding or The Theft of the Royal Ruby. And it starts off with this dude who is about to get married to a cousin, no less, because, you know, old British custom. (laughs) But right before that, like weeks before, he has a little fling with this woman that he meets in London. And he's like, you know what? Before the fling happens, he's like, I should take all of my expensive jewels with me to London. That's a good idea. (laughs) I think he's having them like reset at Cartier. (laughs) And so this is just, I mean, a life I know nothing about because I do not leave this life, leave that kind of life. But anyway, so he contacts Poirot because he's basically like, hey, so that woman that I had the affair with, um, she kind of stole this really expensive and like rare ruby from that collection. And I can't tell the cops because if they do, it's going to be a big society scandal and that's going to like ruin my marriage, you know, so I need your help. So he invites Poirot over to this big Christmas celebration at his like English countryside estate that's called like King's drift or king's lacy king's lacy sounds more accurate and the intent is that with all these people gathered there he's going to be able to get to like the bottom of what happened to this ruby somehow i don't remember how the woman is involved in this but anyway that's like the premise and so then he introduces you know Poirot to the family and to you know cousins i think and the whole family basically is like who, who is this like fastidious little man with a mustache. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's actually a renowned, you know, detective. He's going to help me solve this case. I'm like, mm-hmm, sure. And so they decide to stage this fake murder. Like he's, he's never going to solve it. <laughs> and so that's like what they're going to do, right? The next day, like over dinner. So they do some holiday stuff. They like trim the tree and everybody, you know, goes to their rooms at the end of the night. And on his pillow, Poirot sees this note that in, you know, handwritten, like scrawled writing says, yo, homie, like don't eat the plum pudding from you know sign someone who's like got your back i am obviously paraphrasing but something like that like based the, the message being like do not eat the pudding don't eat the plum pudding paul is like mm, interesting of course next day when dinner is served indeed a plum pudding is served and so okay you know and then this fake murder plot takes place except wouldn't you know it the fake murder has resulted in a real murder <laughs> and he has to solve the case of like how this person ended up dead and like who killed them in addition to the ruby thing, and I just remember filing the story very well plotted and like fun because again, a little bit of mystery with that like holiday element to it. I love a locked room. Love love it all. 
There is a story that I don't remember the details of, but I do know that it revolves a or involves a corpse in a chest. So there's that. <laughs> and then there's a story about a dream. And this one, I'm going to just quickly give a trigger warning for a very brief mention of suicide. And it's about a man who reaches out to Poirot to tell him that he keeps having this recurring dream that is haunting him night after night. In the dream, he is, I think, like seated at his office at his desk. This takes place every day at the same time at like three something in the afternoon. And when the clock like strikes that time, he takes a revolver you know, in the dream out of his desk and shoots himself with that revolver. So he's like, is something going to happen to me? Is this an omen? Like, why am I having this dream? Like, what does it all mean? And Paco, of course, asks, like, well, do you have any enemies? Is there anything that, you know, you've been worried about? And he's like, no, no, but like, I'm, I'm worried about this, you know, help me out. And of course, a few days later, it does indeed turn out that this man has been found dead by, allegedly, suicide by gunshot wound. But yeah, is that really the case? Paco is going to have to figure that out. So... These are two very different types of books, <laughs> but they're very much the kind of thing that I reach for. I like something on the cozy side and cozy can mean obviously many things, many different people, but I just like something that feels kind of like easy holiday themed that I find either like clever or charming and or sexy. <laughs> and I really, really just love both of these books for for that reason. I feel like I'm going to end up revisiting this uh, Christmas pudding collection over the holiday when I have a little bit of time off work because... I need to, to get to know the stories and remember the details that I was not able to flesh out for you here today. But those are my picks for season's readings. And this is also my last backlist show of the year of 2022. So just want to say in addition to happy reading to wish you all a happy holiday season. Uh, if you celebrate whatever you celebrate, I hope that that is, you know, a great and restful and just joyful time for you. I hope you all stay happy and healthy. And of course, I'll catch you again in the new year. Although if you are listening to the regular all the books podcast, I will be on, I think, the next week's show, week after that, with Liberty to discuss my favorite books of 2022. So look forward to that as well. Thank you so much to our sponsor. And thank you to our audio editor, Gen Z and Kuchis. Oh, chef's kiss does all the magic to make our shows sound great. I do not always make that job easy. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen, or just search bookriot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of the books that I've mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. And remember, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to give us a little treat, maybe a holiday treat, please consider leaving a, a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you can rate podcasts. We really appreciate those reviews since they help other book lovers find us. And if you want to find me, I am mostly on Instagram at Buenos Dias SD. That's B-U-E-N-O-S-D-I-A-Z-S-D course in the meantime until we talk again once again happy reading and thank you so much for listening